0: Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this.
1: Hey! (laughs) There's a horse in the opening now. Yeah, what is this, Miss Red? (laughs) I I was trying to be Santa Claus, but then it turned out to be
2: a horse. Yeah, commit, (laughs) Michael, commit. I'm going to try. Hi
1: guys, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm your host, Michael McMillan, and with me always is
2: your other host... I'm Bryce Johnson. Hey Bryce. How's it going, man? Hey
1: man, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Happy 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 Hanukkah. We're right (laughs) in the middle
2: of the holidays right now. I'm very festive.
1: I'm so excited i just had the best weekend uh with uh my best friend uh who's in town who you all will meet in just a moment yes we saw
2: star wars yeah me too twice and no spoilers um, here but so satiated God, i loved it so <laughs> i'm still high so on it much yeah it was amazing um so rich in symbolism yeah. so wonderfully cool. executed God, so good yep. so good um go see some it in cool creatures, some yes. cool creatures
1: for you uh cryptozoology fans. totally um Okay, so uh, right up top, I'm so excited. Um, It's the end of the year. Thank you so much for listening to all of our uh, listeners who've been uh, following us since our debut on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Next, this week is awesome because we have today's episode, and then on Friday, we're going to release our first bonus episode, yeah. which is our Listener Files episode. I'm We've very excited We've got some about really that. great stories from our listeners. You guys have been writing in. We're so happy, uh, and keep doing that, please. Um, but So it's a little Christmas bonus for you guys this, this week. You're probably home for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, I know when I'm home for the holidays, I like to sneak off and listen to a few podcasts. And yeah. Traveling around, you might be in the car. So we wanted to give you a little extra extra gift uh, at the end of the year as a thank you for listening to the show. And then Seriously. next month, all through January,
2: we're going to drop. 10,000 new episodes. Yeah, 10,000
1: new episodes. We've got uh, a bunch of the cast uh, from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the show that I work on from the CW. It comes back from its mid-season break on, I believe, January 5th.
2: This is so cool. Michael put together a great little run of guests, um, which I think you guys will love. And uh, it coincides perfectly with like... The timing of uh, a crazy ex-girlfriend coming back, right? See how I
1: did that? Gosh. So so uh, we've already recorded a few of those episodes, so we know we've got some really, really good stuff coming up. Um, In particular... Donalyn Champlin's going to be a guest uh, oh, halfway that was crazy. through the month, and she's got some amazing, Dropping amazing Dropping bombs here over on the BCC. Um, stuff. So, ju- <laughs> I mean, like, literally, she brought in some really, really cool stuff for all of you guys. So, yeah. keep listening and spread the word. Can Thank I you say so it? Much. She
2: brought in some EVP files yeah. of her own. I just said it. tease. So, let's
1: do it. Wow. Um, anyway, without further ado, I would like to welcome this week's guest to the Clubhouse. He is a very good friend of mine from my hometown of Kansas City. He's also a podcaster. He has a show called Taco the Town. Where uh, he talks a lot about tacos He's a filmmaker and an artist out of Kansas City uh, Please put together your hands for my friend and yours, W. Dave Keith Yeah!
0: Hello What's up? Hi Dave up? Hey guys, hey. thanks for having me Hey, welcome It's great to be here yeah, in the clubhouse man. I
1: know Um. So Dave, what, I mean, I know a lot about your personal paranormal history Because yes. I've shared some of it uh, but for the listeners at home who don't know you, uh,
0: what's your personal paranormal history? I have a lot of paranormal history. Um, I mean, it goes back to elementary school. I mean, I, first off, I've always been fascinated by you know the weird, and uh, I think I found. I mean, at Morris Elementary, where we went to elementary school in in Kansas, they had a great paranormal section for. For, for young kids That's amazing And these books Were detailed They had pictures Of Sasquatch uh, Ghost pictures yep. um, UFO encounters And they were The most amazing Colorful uh, books And it just Captured me from an Dave early and I age. have
2: known each other since the <sighs> second grade. I love that. That's where it started for me too. Right in that library, I I, I remember renting out ghost books. That's yep. where it started for me. And
1: there was a writer I think his name was Daniel Cohen mm-hmm. or Cone. Uh, He had a bunch of ghost and cryptozoology books, and Dave and I used to like sit in the library and look through all these like books of free. It's like all that mystic, uh, the time life books that we've talked yeah. about here before. It's important literature. But just like those creepy illustrations. That was like when I was first exposed to a lot of this stuff, too. Yeah. And when you're a kid, that wild
2: imagination is going yeah. bang, 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 bang.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh,
0: Dave, um, do you want to tell him about the purple guy? Yes. Oh my gosh. Me and Michael uh, perpetrated a paranormal hoax in the 5th grade. Oh
2: no. Well, first of all,
0: I thought it was real. <laughs> oh right. I think Dave Dave knew that it was <laughs> fake, but I did not. <laughs> well, uh, we had a it was your birthday party, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, it was my in 4th grade we camped out in the woods next to my house, and in the morning about a bunch six of six kids. Yeah, and in the morning a couple of us like moved into the house cuz it was cold, it was October. And then we decided we were going to go wake up the other like like scare the other guys that slept in the tent. And it smelled like <laughs> I remember that place smelled like Cheetos and Teddy Grams. Oh no. <laughs> it was like and farts. And it was it. just like boy dumb kids, dumb boys. But um we saw a
0: UFO that night. Oh you know? well, that's the thing. Yeah, really, we,
1: I legitimately yeah. saw a UFO that night. We had been so we had neighbors that lived two doors down from us that would always throw wild pool parties, mm-hmm. and it was October, so it must have been pretty warm if we were camping out and they were throwing pool parties. Uh, maybe it wasn't a pool party; they were just throwing out a backyard party. So we were, you know, this is the age when you would dress up as ninjas and hide in ditches from cars as they drove by.
0: Had oh, adventures yeah. in the woods. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, so same we childhood. were spying
1: yeah. on our neighbors, throwing a party. And I looked up and saw a flash of white light shoot across the sky and land on the other, like, went over the, the tree line near the woods. And I was like, guys, 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 I saw a UFO. And um, and then the next morning we Did were...
2: Did you say you saw it land? No. Well,
1: I saw it shoot over and then disappear over the skyline. So if you're... Uh, everyone at home, look up. And then you see the bright light go from your right eye
0: over to your left eye and then disappear over the tree line. Mm. It was like a... I remember seeing like a pulse of white light yeah, right. land, almost like it was a, a meteor yeah. landing somewhere, but...
2: That's wild. And that was
0: the first time as a kid I had seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, I kind
1: of forgot. I mean, we were excited about it, but then we went home and played Metal Gear on the old school 8-bit Nintendo that I got... <laughs> My mom got us Nintendo uh, cereal for breakfast, which I thought was uh, great, which added to the spells and the tent. Yeah, which oh, really didn't luck, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so the next morning we got up to scare the other kids and one of the boys said that he saw a man running in the woods and we were like, What? And then over breakfast, over that
0: Nintendo cereal, we were right. like, What if it's an alien? Totally. And so we ran with it and created this whole mythos about this guy being a purple alien. Oh, my God. And I saw him up on a – I told the kids that I saw him up on a tree branch throwing hedge apples at people mm-hmm. at at us. And uh, Michael said, oh, I chased him or he chased me. And right. all these kids, we split up and half the kids were with Michael and half were with me. And we David uh,
1: said that he saw it stuck sticking its head out of a bush, and I believed him. <laughs>
2: oh my god. And then gosh. He, he
1: wouldn't tell me the truth. And then I everyone got to go home, but I had to sleep in a bedroom
2: next to those woods, and I was I you know I believed that the purple guy was real. You're feeding apples to the skeptics out there who, you know, how many times do people see strange lights in the sky? Well and that then the I next, definitely well, saw. And then the next day they're like, you know, they're going with it. They're running with these crazy they monster stories. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so, so we have to sift through those. One's and uh, but that's really funny. And then uh, at school the next
0: week, all the kids started talking about. Oh, I heard you guys saw an alien this weekend. So <laughs> we we just kept adding to the story. Yeah. Uh, we came up with the idea that the alien had um, taken over one of the girls in our classes. Uh, mines. Yeah, and then we decided that it was infiltrating
1: and, our school and right. then it hated the color red.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> and one time we were
1: watching like these helicopters fly around and we thought that they were battling
2: the UFO oh in the my sky. God. This is all so amazing because as I as we've been doing this podcast, I've like I've gone down this brand new rabbit hole now of like, you know, connecting all these Interesting things. And, you know, hearing these stories is like one of my favorite ufologists is Jacques Vallee. He's been quoted as saying, Hey, the real stories are with the people out there. Telling them and what they see, and and I think he's onto something. You know, it's so amazing how these stories influence society and and, and what we see. Um, but which brings me to something amazing as you like to for those skeptics is how about a New York Times article um, that releases video footage of two F eighteen Hornet jets chasing a UFO that is changing shape and outmaneuvering them at every step. How about that? Yeah, the Pentagon admitted that they had a black books operation. A bombshell right? was dropped in New York Times. And I, I mean, do you hear a ripple out in society? I mean, not really. No. No. So yeah, it's amazing stuff. Uh, I, I sifted through the article and yeah. And you know, it connects a lot of interesting players. Like, I mean, I know we haven't talked a lot about, uh, we can't talk about some of the podcasts in the past, but there's some players you'll recognize like Bob Bigelow and and where, oh, the, yeah. and where the money went and, but this is, you know, actual recognition in a in a credible rag that says, "Hey, we're recognizing Black Ops money, funded money." And by this is for, by for Senate- those of
1: you who may not know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're we're recording this a few days ahead, but uh, over the weekend, uh, the New York Times released an article that basically uh, unveiled that the Pentagon had a. UFO defense and research operation, basically, for a number of years. Yeah,
2: they call it the, uh, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And the director of it was a guy named um, Louis Elizondo, who said, yeah, it's still running. So uh, they're still getting case files, and uh, they're still exploring them. And then they go ahead and release some tantalizing video, like I said, that I mean, you know, dig your knives into that one, people, because that is spectacular stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: What was the video we watched this weekend with the... Um, oh, Bryce is going to talk about that yeah. uh, during oh, the High Stranger I had segment. never
2: seen that before. And during my research, I I saw that. And it is shot by the same guy I'm going to be talking about in today's story. And I wow. went, what the fuck? Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, a very strange UFO taken out of Turkey um, of a revisiting UFO craft oh. uh, 10 years in the running. So every year they've captured this same craft. And this guy captured it on a 200 millimeter double lens uh, photo camera. And when you look up, what, is that a porthole? Wait, are those pilots? Are those alien greys? Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what you Jeez. see. And they're moving. Yeah, and inside. they're moving. <laughs> and so this is taking in, in a five-year period where, one, you see it one year, and I believe it's like 98. Then you see it again in 2003. And I looked at the times. They're all around like 3 a.m., 5 a.m., same craft. And it was filmed in Chile at the same time. I mean, and not at the same time, but same uh, s- uh, different period photographer, of, yeah. same period of time, same flap. Um, and that's the, and this guy captures a port view hole too. And you, wow. you zoom in on his camera and you're going, oh my God, it's the same pilots. Their parents must be pissed, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to that, Dave, yeah. you're yes. from Kansas. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, you and I both know, uh, I've mentioned the, uh, the Joplin spook lights on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of the paranormal activity around, uh, Kansas?
0: Yeah, some weird stuff. Um, we, me and you try to take a paranormal road trip every year. Um, we, we went to Roswell and we had a private tour, um, of all the sites in Roswell. That's amazing. Yeah. We talked about this on, uh, the episode zero. Yeah. That's right. I remember. And we went to Willow Creek and we went to, um, Area fifty one, Area fifty one, which was amazing.
2: <laughs> you guys are like on the ground, like investigators. I yeah, love it. Yeah, we've been
0: to Sedona. We've been That's a bunch more of than places. I could say. I went to Loch Ness back in two thousand nine and went out actually on the Loch on a boat. You kidding? It, no, it was great. It was a
2: great experience. How did you feel? Did you did you you see know or feel or hear or anything? Being out there on the water you can you this can, is the loch ness monster for our listeners nessie uh, right. who's just as fabled as bigfoot here in north america but
0: i mean that area is very it's it's eerie um the the captain of the ship uh, of the boat uh the little schooner we were on uh <laughs> He sounded just like Sean Connery, and he had an amazing
2: accent. <laughs> oh, that makes the experience so much better. And
0: he's been doing—he'd been doing, he'd been doing uh, trips out there for a long time, over twenty years. And it's like Dave, he, sit back in your <laughs> boat right there. He was like. I've been doing this for twenty years. Oh, no! I've only seen it once. Over- <laughs> and uh, and I was like, oh man, you come out here every day, probably five times a day, and you've only seen it but one yeah. time in twenty plus Those years. Those are bad the numbers.
2: Came yeah. up from the log. right? But I've been <laughs> and I kissed it right. on the lips. <laughs> Given tours for twenty years now. Those are that's a terrible show. Yours I know. So I sounded more like an Irishman. Butchered it. Go ahead.
0: That's and he he had enough. a photo of it. Um, he said, if you look on the back door. It's the picture of the time I saw Nessie and he had a black and white picture. Um, it was like really it's like bad. like him grainy. high-fiving Nessie <laughs> off the boat. It's not that famous one of Nessie, right? Because there's like
2: a pretty no, famous one.
0: You see, sometimes like every six months, you'll see a, uh, with all the new, um, you know, cameras on your phones now. Yeah. Um, people have been capturing
2: footage more and more. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like it's always just. The humps and never the head. You know, they say we've explored more surface area of the moon than we have the depths of our ocean floors. You know, so for the skeptics out there, they didn't believe the giant squid was roaming our ocean depths about 15 years ago. But yet, there they are. Less than that, I think the first
1: uh, photograph came out like five or six years ago. Yeah,
2: but they're on our lab tables now. So before that, it
1: was just a kraken. It was (laughs) the fabled kraken. (laughs) Right. So, did you, uh, uh, so
0: what was the result of that uh, trip? um on the on the lock i mean it was a beautiful vacation but <laughs> I, I did not encounter nessie i was bummed i looked i mean i took tons of pictures didn't see any humps or tails or legs or heads you know
2: what's so important though is like and some of the big footers i've talked to and like, oh my god that's so crazy saying that but the most important thing that happens is that as you're out in nature and you're, and you're getting out there and you're, you know, exploring mystery, which is, which is what we need to do more, I think. More of us need to be taking mm-hmm. those trips. And even if you're like, you know, it's like you say to Grandma, what are you doing out there in the woods? Hey, hey, I'm out in the woods, you know. <laughs> I might be looking for a hairy creature, but I'm out in the woods, <laughs> you know.
0: I'm, well, uh, Kansas-wise, Kansas has uh, supposedly the most haunted town yeah. in America, Atchison, Kansas. And it's it's a very eerie town. Uh, you go up there and everyone has haunting stories. Um, the Sally House is mm. up there, which is always on those ghost adventure shows. Yeah, and I've been there. My sister and I went there. It's supposed to be one of the most haunted houses Old in Old turn of the century house. Mm-hmm. Um, the ghost there is a little girl named Sally that scratches... People's arms, and, weird. Yeah, people don't even live there anymore. Let me ask because, you:
2: Do you think it's all related, like the the ghosts and the UFOs and the Bigfoot? I mean, where do you stand on that kind of stuff? Like, I mean, I know you you know are interested in a lot of these cases.
0: Uh, I mean, they're I think they're all different. Um, I mean, Bigfoot. I have a book that I've been reading called "The Life and Times of a Legend: uh, Bigfoot," and it kind of demystifies all the bigfoot stories and yeti stories Mm -hmm. um i made a movie called cry of the sasquatch oh no way independent film um where can we find that it's it is on vhs (laughs) (laughs) in my parents basement we're gonna get that to our listeners Uh, in that movie i made bigfoot a, uh, a interdimensional uh alien oh i love that that was left here by his parents yeah, kind of like a Superman story. They and they came back to get him. Oh,
2: that's great.
0: So that's what Bigfoot is in my story. Um, Has your views changed? I I don't. Yeah, that book actually. You which you've you kind should, of turn, you I'm you've going turned. You've turned
1: on. Uh, show show him the book. You've
0: you've mentioned this to me before too. And you kind of started to turn on the Bigfoot myth a lot. I used to be a real big believer. I do believe that there was some sort of wild man up there probably 100-plus years ago, but I'm not sure if there is anymore. Sure. Um, You and a lot of other people, yeah. But this book, you should definitely... What's it called? It's called uh, Life and Times of a Legend, Bigfoot. And who's the author? Uh, Joshua Blue, B-U-H-S, Blue Boost, Blue Bus. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, he, he approaches it from a... Uh, pop it's,
2: culture standpoint. It's like a library yeah. book, dude. It's, like, <laughs> it's got the library code in the book. Yeah. Dude, this uh, is old Dave, school. This Dave is great. Dave still goes to the library. I mean, dude, that is as so awesome. As everybody should. As everybody should. Right. I mean. Gosh, I don't want to talk about it. Stop. So this
1: one yeah. is more of a pop culture approach. It's like
0: talking about it as a pop culture phenomenon. It's amazing, and it I tackles the it. Yeti
2: too. Yeah, uh, yeah, which I know you're a big Yeti fan. I'm as a well. big fan of all of it. I, uh, I I like every little thing that's strange or weird. Or and Dave, uh, so this this book basically says that like
1: uh, this was all a, a, f- a phenomenon that they capitalized on. F- to, yeah. to build an industry around tourism and it
0: was the 50s and um, the abominable abominable snowman came out and everyone just kind of yeah. it, it became a pulp uh, pop culture phenomenon yep. and there were you know expeditions to the Himalayas and it just became this mysterious um just fun thing to yeah. report on for newspapers and um they they never came back with any good evidence they had some um you know uh, some of the tracks, but they—they actually—it's it, just a big miscommunication. No, with, I mean, and listen,
2: what Dave's talking about is like the Eric Shipton photo. I believe that is his name, but it's—it's—it looks like a yeti footprint, and from there, hysteria happened, yeah. and it—and it translated right into Northern California into Willow Creek because, you know, there were some people fooling around with fake tracks. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, which really. You know, and if you look at every great case, you know, there's always just that little perfect amount of disinformation or distruth to, to splash in there to really like, you know, seal it is never solvable. But um, I lost my point as I often do. <laughs> uh, <coughs> It's becoming a standard part of
1: our podcast yeah. is that Bryce trailing off and then forgetting. You know what happens? I never like get Dad to talk about it. sitting in
2: this. his chair. That's true.
1: Gathering I'm- the kids around and then just flaking out on what he was going to say.
2: I never get to talk about this stuff. So I think it like bubbles up and then as it like spews out. But it's funny because then I'll
1: listen back as we're editing the episodes or putting it together and I'll be like, oh, I know where he was going with that. But at the time, now, 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 sometimes. So, yes. uh, so yeah, so Dave, big, big paranormal fan. And then also, uh, real quick, two things I want to mention from
0: Kansas. There's Stoll, Kansas. You want to talk about Stole, Kansas? Yeah, Stoll, Kansas. Have you heard of Stole? before? I have not, no. <clears throat> it's considered to be, well, the legend is, is that it's one of the seven gateways to hell.
2: Oh, my gosh, great.
0: It's an old, I mean, it's a tiny town. It's about um, seven miles outside of Lawrence, Kansas. And it's probably I'd say only about ten people live there. It's a, I mean it's really little. it's
1: like a little church.
0: in you know? a church yeah. and, and like a garage. I know and it's small. Like that's three or small. four
1: houses. And was <laughs> it,
0: did it used to be called Skull or is that that's in... just a legend? Okay. Um, most of most of the legend started in the early '70s, and I think it was more of a fraternity prank type hmm. thing. But it's kind of grown since then, and the legend has grown. Um, there's an there was an old church on top of the hill in the, in the cemetery. Right on the the main highway through town, and if you the the roof was off the church, it was really creepy looking um, at night, and it just kind of grew from there. You go up to the top of the hill, and the legend is is that if you went into the church and threw a glass bottle onto the wall, the glass bottle wouldn't break. Mm. And on certain nights, twice a year, uh, the devil would appear. At st- in the cemetery at Stoll, Kansas. One was Halloween and the other was the um, spring equinox. Right. And so the legend started. Everyone started going there on Halloween and trying to break the bottle or watch the bottles bounce off the wall and yeah. watch the gateway to hell Testing open up. Testing the spirits. <laughs> and... And then also the legend is that if it rains, the rain does not fall within the church. Wow. And the church has no roof on it. Yeah. Um, This is an old creepy stone church with no roof and just graffiti everywhere and a lot of broken bottles. So I guess the legend isn't true that the (laughs) box. Right. (laughs) And then there's there's Gravity Hill. Oh, yeah. Gravity Hill. Which uh, you took me to once. Tell them about Gravity Hill. Gravity Hill is this weird... Um, it might be an optical illusion, but uh, the legend is, is that uh, a bus full of school children uh, died. This is like this country road <laughs> out. Right. This right. Is way out in the country. Oh, no. Um, died in some accident, right. even though there's no train tracks, but I guess they were hit by a train right? Um, near where Gravity Hill is. But um, you take your car down this hill, and you park your car at the bottom of the hill. and Put it in neutral. Put it in neutral and your 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 car will start being pulled back up the hill. Oh gosh. backwards. And it's more fun to do backwards cuz if I guess the legend is you just have to park it backwards, so you get pulled backwards up the hill, and you pick up speed going up the yeah, hill. Yeah, you it's get going really so weird. fast that you have to hit the brakes. Right.
1: And the 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 legend is if you put baby powder on your bumper, you'll get out and you'll see the little children's hands are pushing you. Oh my the god! Car, yeah. You said
2: you did that, or have you? Oh, yeah, tried yeah, that? yeah, it works. All we didn't the time. do the baby
0: powder,
1: but we didn't do
2: the baby powder
1: thing. It took me. I mean, you pick up speed, and you go
2: backwards. You're not and, I kidding. Mean,
1: it's not a super steep hill. It's not like you're like. It's not a hill you would like sled down, yeah. But it's an upward grade, and you go Why backwards. Why leave out the-,
2: the baby powder?
0: I well, I don't know. It's always <laughs> like a, a last-minute thing you do in the summertime. Like, hey man, let's go down to Gravity oh, Hill. Oh, that's great. You that's- got any baby powder? Nah. No. Nope. Okay, okay, let's, let's go. Do it. <laughs> and we also learned about a new cryptid this summer: the Ridge Runner. Tell them about the Ridge it's, Runner. It's a weird area. It's out where Gravity Hill is. I guess there's this. Uh, it's a it's a uh, Bigfoot type creature. I thought
1: it was a cat, Oh, man. It's, a,
0: it's a cross between like a cat and Bigfoot. What? And they call it the Ridge Runner. The Ridge Runner. And it's yeah. got a good name. And what does he do? He runs on ridges. <laughs> but doesn't he claw people's cars people up? People said he claws, on, claws up cars, yeah. Kind of yeah. like the lizard man in right. uh, Bishopville, South Carolina. Um, he just attacks cars and... Strange. Yeah.
2: And he claws these cars and... So I bet people are taking photographs and stuff. I mean...
0: I just found out about this this summer. And I've lived in the area my whole life. So, But then the guy was like, oh, yeah, it's right out by Gravity Hill. The Ridge Runner's out there. Yeah. It's like, man.
2: And, you know, hey, listen, for our listeners, you know, as I'm, I'm sure you haven't heard or you have heard, but there is a lot of strangeness around these incidences and stories, and even the historical ones. And, you know, and it shies a lot of people away of, of thinking outside the box. But I think, you know, people need to... Bring more of these yeah, tales well, the thing into the field, yeah, into that, their scope.
1: And the thing that I love about it is wherever you live, there are stories like this. Yeah. So like Dave is awesome. I mean, I think Dave's just got a really appreciation for the area that we grew up in. Yeah. But if you get out there, you'll find... Yeah, all of these weird little local legends and stories, and sure, every town has them. So if you're at home and you're listening to this, you're bored. Get out and go explore and go yeah. see the little place. That's that's why I always love hanging out with Davis. He always kind of gets me out of uh, the 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 you know the usual rut of when I go to visit home, and we'll go do something different. Sure, go see well, some there's glaries.
2: there's a history here, you know. There's the, that's longer than us, you know. So, so.
1: Dave,
0: Bigfoot. You you're you're more of a skeptic than a believer now. Yeah. Uh, UFOs. I mean, when we went up to Willow Creek, I was really hoping to have a sighting, and we didn't see anything, so I was kind of yeah. bummed. But uh, um, UFOs, I'm a believer. Yeah. I'm a believer in every. <clears throat> I'm a believer in most all ghosts, paranormal, and conspiracy theories. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, right. Ghosts. Ghosts. Yes. Cool. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, uh, we will be back
1: uh, in just a moment, and when we come back, it'll be time for High Strangeness. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for
2: this one. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Bryce Johnson from Bigfoot Collectors Club. Listen, if you have a paranormal story, we want to hear it. Write to BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com with your paranormal encounter, and we just might read it on a future episode. Everybody is so fucking silent. We just watched uh, a video, and towards the end of my segment, I'll I'll tell you what to watch, what to look for. But uh, everybody's pretty blown away here, and you should be. You should be. This shit is real, and I can't wait to tell you uh, tell you my story of high strangeness for the week. Great, hit us. Not this hard. is the story. Hit a soft. Of Roger Lear. Dr. Roger and Lear. And uh, he's out of Thousand Oaks, California. He is a foot doctor. Let me... He's one of the... Very <laughs> <laughs> I knew a foot doctor, uh, so I... Not the best way to start a story. You know what, though? I knew... Super
1: credibility. Well, I mean, look, foot doctors work hard. Let me tell you something. This we are goes, a Bigfoot podcast, this technically. One, this one goes so out we to have my buddy, respect
2: Dr. Bill. R.I.P. God rest his soul. He was a foot doctor. and But let's, let me tell you something. He was an amazing man. Anyway, Roger Lear was one of the very few individuals to perform... He's the foot doctor. Yes. Dr. Lear. Okay. Roger Lear was one of the very few individuals to perform surgical operations on supposed alien abductees in which he believed the results constituted scientific proof of non-terrestrial experimentation on man. So, you want photos? You get them. You want videos? We give them to you. Now, how about... What about little implants from people say, hey, man... I was taken up in a beam, and they put something in my toe. Can you get it out? <laughs> and this guy's going, what, are you fucking crazy? But then they show him x-rays. Um, let me let me break into the story. So this is Dr. Roger Lear, and for 20 years he's been practicing the art of podiatry, which is um, f- a surgical foot practice, and that's intense work. Anyway, he was also a big fan of the paranormal and phenomenon. So one year he goes to his local MUFON chapter, you know, and, you know, a, he— Lady brings him, she finds out he's a foot doctor and she says, "I've been abducted. I have x-rays. Would you look at them?" He's okay. And there and in these x-rays are a little little piece and he's like, "Well, a yeah, there's a little something an something. object, an object." And he says, "Well, I yeah, I can get that out." So, let me fast forward. He schedules in 19 um 95. He schedules two surgeries and he takes these objects out of these two people both metallic in nature and he submits them to laboratory testing all over the united states starting at new mexico's institute of mining and technology you know it kind of produced tentative results but something did pop out in those results and that was one of the compositions showed meteors in the laboratory right and so wait what yeah so the sign the trace signs of meteoric uh, elements metal not just metal, but meteoric like ore. metal. Okay. Metal that doesn't come from our galaxy. Okay. Okay. Um basically Uh, See,
1: because when I hear implants, it always makes me think of
2: X-Files when Scully had an implant, and it was more like a little metal chip. No, this thing looks like a little grain of rice. There's two types. So he did 17 surgeries. I see you have questions.
0: They're always small. Yeah,
2: it's like the grain of rice. He found two types. One was like metallic and and like the size of the grain of rice. One was like a ball, like like a watermelon seed ball. And these all like, what happens is your skin formulates around these things, forms a protective pod. Which you know stops it from inflammation and pain and stuff like that. But uh, wasn't one in an ear? Yeah, one was in yeah. an ear. That's right. They find them in ears and nose and toes and thighs. And mostly on the left side for the the metallic one, which is which refuted mine because I have cyst on my right leg. I was like, oh fuck. And uh, but it's on the right side. I'm still a little weir- um, weird about that one. Anyway, um, so. The composition of meteors in the final laboratory report convinced Dr. Lear they had to be extraterrestrial in origin, right? Lear remained adamant that the implants could not have entered the body by conventional means since there was no visible scar formation and no interruption of the integrity of the skin. Now, Lear testified at the United Nations General Assembly in its campaign to back a world conference assessing the evidence for non-terrestrial influences upon the human race. We should do a whole podcast on that one. But anyway, so he does 17 surgeries. He removes objects from the alleged alien abductees. Only one was an actual just glass shard. The rest were fucking crazy, man. And he sends these all over to labs, uh, talking about uh, Los Alamos, New Mexico Tech, University of Toronto, New York, Southwest Laboratories, SEAL Laboratories here in California. Basically, the discoveries, you know, have been pretty earth-shattering And his case is that they prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that these objects are of non-terrestrial origin and have been placed in humans all over the world by advanced species for reasons that we still do not understand.
1: So these discoveries are like unidentifiable
2: elements? Yes. Well, so, yeah, let's talk about the science behind it, right? So I just watched a document on, that was released on iTunes about Dr. Lear called Patient 17. Now, Dr. Robert Lear is no longer with us. He passed away a few years ago, right after the making of the film. He was not able to see the results and results of Patient 17's analysis. But let me tell you is something. Patient
1: 17 like Animal 57, the rumored genetic creation no. where Kentucky Fried Chicken patient got that chicken no. from?
2: <laughs> patient 17 is a normal dude from Texas at about 6'5", who's a Christian, who says... I don't want this, I want this fucking out of me. I just want to get back to my life. I believe I've had alien abductions when I was a kid. And it, he goes down a, a, a hole that he does not enjoy. When you,
1: Did you bring up Christian because he thought that well, these were de- the, demonic entities or no, it breaks because, his f- well, because frame of reference?
2: His his philosophy was if they find this to be of non-terrestrial, or if they find weird metals, you know, weird iron isotopes... Um, then that kind of breaks my paradigm of what I've been taught as a kid, what I believe, you know. Um, so he's just what I want to preface is this guy, a normal guy. This is a a, a, a rancher, a guy is, a, you know. A, Big man who's just like, his word is his bond. These are the people, you know.
0: Was he abducted?
2: Yes. Oh, yes. The stories go into it. And listen, you know, so they MUFON ran a case after this where one of their lead investigators, um, after he had passed away, they did follow-ups after some of the surgery items were removed. And um, her name is – anyway, but she does investigations. She finds – they all have something in common, UFO abduction stories. And uh, and they find that through de- you know hypnosis regression, but also you
1: find her name. Take yep. your time; yep. it's oh. your
2: story. Flip through your yeah. notes, Bryce. Get, I will, get her my name. God, I got like a twelve. I tell my family, I'm like, I feel like I'm like doing like kid reports like you're every like, week. Bill, I like I've got like, stuff to like do. It's ridiculous. We can't
1: give Daddy mashed potatoes
2: anymore because he builds towers. I know. I know. Oh my God, you're not kidding. E. Francis Lorgan, an author and researcher and consultant at Anomalous Trauma, she interviewed five persons on the subject... Projected surgeries, and she found that all persons, one male, four females, shared one thing in common, UFO encounters in contact with non-human alien beings, and that's in a MUFON journal out of November 98. So this is crazy shit, man, you know? Oh, and we were talking about this earlier, because uh, it led me down this whole bit too. Hillary Evans, uh, I'm going to look more into him. Paranormal investigator Hillary Evans concluded that the key to explaining mysterious events lay with the person undergoing those events rather than with some outside force. Hmm. Th- that so listen into, to your yeah. local abductee. Yes, yeah, so listen to these stories that like Dave is telling and stuff, and then watch those videos that the Department of Defense releases where two F eighteen Hornets are chasing a UFO while it's shape shifting and outmaneuvering them. <laughs> listen and watch both. So uh, Doctor Lear, yes. Uh, so he took
1: all this stuff out of people's feet, and he's like something's going on here. So he becomes a big advocate
2: for. Uh, extraterrestrial well, of course, visitation, yeah. and he's a he's a prominent ufologist as well. He used and, to be on um, coast to coast yeah, a lot. Yeah, well, he yeah. became pretty quite prominent in the field. I mean, of course, no, all the scientists, you know, they all they all wrote it off as kind of junk science. You know, like so, the lab test results were uh, were, were were skewed or, or or thwarted or hoaxed or whatever. This but.
1: sounds a lot like the film King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters, when um, Billy Mitchell's. Uh, Donkey Kong record was beaten by Steve Wiebe, and then all the nerds who were uh, friends of Billy Mitchell and wanted to protect his record decided that Steve Wiebe's uh, machine, Donkey Kong machine, was actually buggy. And so they said the wins didn't really count So because it was all the yeah. science was wrong in right. it. So it's this sounds like bold I mean, I'm just saying, come on. Yeah. Let's take a closer look at these uh oh, these well, implants.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well they have it. Listen, the, the, the pictures are out there on the internet. And and what they found, let me he interviewed. Let, let's focus on the documentary that's out on iTunes right now, and it was Patient led, Seventeen. Patient Seventeen is by a film, filmmaker named Jeremy Kenyon Lockyer Corbell. You no, know, right now, this is a great documentary, and now you can kind of see for yourself and, and, and judge for yourself what they reveal. And 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 with with some of the scientists they deal with, they when they when they isolate the elements out of these implants, first of all they all have so many metall- metallurgical properties in common. Let's talk about that, if you want to get into that. Some I would of love things, to get into it. First of all, some of the things... they That's why I started this clubhouse. Yeah, well, they noticed a metallic phase where inorganic material becomes biological tissue. Sound like something out of nanotechnology? Listen, this guy was saying, these are nanotubes, right? 20 years ago, on, that stuff don't exist. Today, nanotubes are one of our strongest components in space exploration. We're using them now. Well, what did he
1: think the purpose of these implants are they tracking devices or are they to you know your guess help? was as good as his. scully
2: but scully,
0: when they
1: took it out of scully she got
0: cancer yeah, you know let me let me Were they having health problems?
2: You know, a week before, like, these things were about to be removed, there was a lot of activity in the patients and stuff like that. But no, no pain, no, like, and there's no real, like, vivid memory of, like, oh, a waking memory, right? A lot of these people had to be regressed. But that being said, it was those cases brought to him that were the best, saying, I need you to look at this patient. I just (laughs) got her testimony. It's out of this world Literally, she says she has an implant. You should see it. He does it. Listen, three separate camera crews filmed his surgeries. Yeah. He was like, "Please, I've been doing this for twenty years. I'd love for you to to document this as much as you can." Um, NBC did one. Um, there was a, this guy does a, uh, his his movie and stuff. But when they when they When they eliminate some of what the things of this can't be, and when they start to reveal some of the properties of like these unearthly irons, uh, and they do this with amazing testing, you know, you start to go, what the fuck is this thing, man? And in context, it's not a wood shard. It's not a piece of glass. It's not like, you know, when you put it into context of story and you watch the Department of Defense video, these things are real. You start to go, what the fuck? Right.
1: Right. So we just watched a video with uh, Lear before
2: uh, when we were in the break. Oh yeah, right. And
1: what is this video? Can you can, what so was holy that?
2: shit, right? So I'm researching Doctor Lear, uh, the foot doctor, and you know I knew he was a, a prominent ufologist. He did a great story out of Brazil. He wrote a book on it. It's basically Brazil's Roswell, um, but I. I I find a YouTube video where I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And it's like, UFO video shot by Dr. Lear out of Turkey over the Sea of Marmara. It was the third sighting that he was behind the camera of. This had taken place a year before and the year prior, right in the middle of the night, around 3 to 5 a.m. This was in 2009. 2008, 2009, 2007. Now, this is a triangular-shaped craft, uh, like a saucer. And what these cameras find are portholes with... Fucking pilots, man. And you look in there, they zoom in, and it looks like, I mean, I know I'm going to sound crazy, but it looks like alien graves. Dude, we
1: all just watched it. Yeah. Riley's not in his head. Dave's yeah. not in his head. We all watched it. That We're going to put that video on our Facebook page. Well, listen,
2: this is out of Turkey. They don't have the the juvenile taboo that we do here in America about UFOs and stuff like that. So they sent it to their best investigators and stuff like that. They've all looked at it. They're all like convinced this is otherworldly. Um, there looks like pilots flying the crab. There's a guy that took video out of Chile. 28 minutes later, he gets video too, where you can zoom in on the portholes. He's using a 200 millimeter camera with a double, um, with a double magnifier. Wow! Uh, so it's
0: that, great. that talk shit about sharp. Really images. weird. And you can see the aliens inside moving
2: around. Yeah, and I mean, doesn't... you
1: can see their nostrils.
2: Yeah. yeah. So this is like you know I mean I know we sound crazy here but these are these are you know it's funny because you like so many people want want evidence but then you give it to them and I haven't heard anybody talking about the the, the New York Times article over the Christmas parties we've been going to but. <laughs>
1: Oh, they will. They're going <laughs> to fucking talk about it's it. time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bryce. That's yeah, really cool. And totally. go check out
2: that video. We'll have it up on our Facebook Absolutely. page. Absolutely. And watch Patient 17. It's on iTunes yeah. now. Just released. Okay, so, great.
1: Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to ask Dave, what the hell was what that? What was that, Dave? Please what tell us. What the hell was that? <laughs> Hey club members, it's Michael here reminding you to please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. We have some amazing guests in December. We have Paul F. Tompkins, Kevin Kirkpatrick, Tim Batt, and Guy Montgomery, Jen Kirkman. And coming up in January, we are going to have a month-long Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the show I work on, theme with the stars of the show. So, please help our community grow by subscribing, rating, and spreading the word and sharing your favorite episodes. Thank you. <music>
2: Dave, what the hell was that?
0: Well, I um want first first things first, when you guys have the segment what the hell was that, sometimes I-, I wish you had a wacky Sasquatch voice saying, "What the hell was that?" or something like that. <laughs> oh, here he is, trying to get on Pete Gardner's territory. <laughs> yeah. So maybe work that in, in the future. Sure, let um, will see what we can okay. do. Sorry, I'm using my uh my uh this is your podcast. Oh yeah. This experience? is a, this is a paranormal I'd like to change this podcast into a paranormal taco podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: I had tacos last night. Is that weird?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um well, uh, implants. Um yeah. me and Michael were talking yesterday about how there was the big abduction phenomenon in the mid 80s to early 90s. Mm-hmm. And then that gave way to implants, the uh alien implants stories. And then that and then next was kind of crop circles it was kind of all at the same kind right. of back to back to back that was a big thing and you don't really hear about implant um or abductions anymore mm-hmm. um, alien abductions as much as you did back then so i was kind of wondering are they still happening uh, yeah what yeah. What led to all of those abductions a great and implants and, and if people are still having those implant well, surgeries now it, that Roger Lear is not a, around anymore?
2: It's a great question, and I was on MUFON's website, and listen, their message boards are lighting up. They're like... Abductions? I, yeah, no, they're like, I have something in me too. Wow. I have x-rays. Now that Dr. Lear's gone, you know, he's kind of left a void, you know, but uh, listen... There was a there was a study, a controversial study that, and I and I would be remiss not to mention this, but it says 3.7 million Americans have the indicator signs that they have felt that they believe in or might have been abducted by aliens. This is a controversial study. Um, it was done kind of just like I don't want to say half-assed, but the con- jumping to the conclusions became pretty half-assed, but. Um, you know, yeah, it's like listen, there's a lot of people who, you know, are like missing time, missing part you know, who have these experiences and you can't discount them as, as outlandish or foolish or that or they're just crazy because, you know, they're not. It I seems got, like it was reported a lot a lot more back then. I just feel you like you it's not about- as
1: popular or as in vogue anymore. I mm-hmm. think that this stuff is happening, but I think sometimes the culture picks up on or the media picks up on uh, new and exciting stuff. And I feel like pe- probably this is one of those things where like, oh, alien implants, all that stuff has played out. Yeah. It's now, you know, I remember when I was a kid, the only place I ever saw a picture of an alien gray was on the cover of Communion at B. Dalton at Oak Park Mall. Whitley Stryber's fame. And that fame. shit scared me senseless. Yeah. And then I feel like there was that... Like, sightings came out and X-Files and all that stuff through the 90s. And then we had mo- big movies like Independence Day, which, you know, picked up on the Roswell mythology. Area 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Area yeah. 51. I think it's kind of played out. I mean, I feel like until – in terms of, like, the media wanting to – not not necessarily film and TV fictional scripted stuff, but in terms of, like, the news covering this stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, there will always be a place for it, but I just don't think it's as um, – it's, it's 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 as in style. Well, right he now. had it's a his little...
2: yeah, of course, and he had his skeptics. And you guys bring up great points. These things seem to go through like their own evolutions. They yeah. they they come, they go, they. It's it's strange, you know. Uh, I mean, but you get one report out there saying no, there's nothing strange about the analysis of this, and that kind of topples 25 reports that say, hey, we're picking up isotopic elements of iron here that cannot be found in the Milky Way galaxy. Okay, what I'm saying by that means there's isotopic elements found in these implants that are not found in our Milky Way galaxy. Okay, so full stop. That
1: is fascinating, and and I think that's clearly where the hook to this stuff is. It's all of That because if they can explain that it's some earthly metal, yeah. So, but I wonder too. Here's the thing: when I hear stories with people go, "I've got something in me too," Mm -hmm. there are a lot of hypochondriacs out there. Yeah, there are a lot of people who think they're sick who aren't. Yeah, Um, and there are obviously a lot of people. I'm not discrediting each and every one of these cases, Mm -hmm. but I think we have to consider that, and then I think we also have to consider the possibility that we eat as a society so much crap. Yeah, that. Some of this stuff, some of these chemicals that we, that we eat um, mm-hmm. or breathe in, in the air, some of that must, um, for lack of a better term, I know this is, I'm probably using this word wrong, but some of that, I feel like, must calcify. Extraneous elements or, and, floating and, and, around. And make deposits somewhere in the body. Chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so, some of this stuff might be like little... That,
0: double double that, down from KFC That yeah. I would buy, actually You know what I mean? By, yes, I, don't I do know. So not
1: know. Some of this might just be like the body trying to put away Let's put some it into context now Okay, now let's digest. put it into
2: context, right? So here's a doctor who has says he's been removing alien implants that that are testing out of this world? Here's a doctor who shot footage of a video we all just watched that we're all just kind of like, what the? Our minds are a little like, what the fuck was that? You know? So Price. when you, I am when you,
1: part of this podcast, I
2: clearly believe this. More oh, than I know. I am. I'm I, just trying to think skeptically. Absolutely, I totally get you. And it, and ugh, you're so right. I mean, because there. Listen he had his skeptics and 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 you know and
1: Well my my whole thing is if we're guessing what the hell was that I would say that's my skeptic belief it's Probably crap that um, we our body doesn't know how to store or use, but
2: that doesn't explain meteoric elements, found fa- Because that's the, true. No, I'm saying that the, the other
1: the other side is what is it? Maybe they're tracking devices. That's what or I was going to say. Like we
2: tag animals. I want to pick up on what you've been saying so much through the podcast. Is like you've been pointing out how we tag animals, how we monitor them, and and listen, I'm I'm starting to think that that's probably not a cool thing to do. Some of my biggest and fears of, and I'm sure alien abductees' biggest fears are being tagged and monitored maybe there's a play there something happening but yeah i mean it's like of course if we do it why wouldn't they you know i often tell my kid look at those look at that ant colony yeah do you think they're watching us we're watching them right now and if now look up yeah do you think someone's watching us well and also if the ants
1: look (laughs) up they don't know what if they, they can see the bottom of a foot yeah but they don't see what the foot is a part of yeah. this human being that's yeah. th- their, their perspective can't even so who knows put it into you know
2: and I, I don't want to like jump to like uh, they're these tags are like they're scientific who kn- like god man maybe it's just a leftover from an operation or, yeah. or something yeah, like that yeah there's that Kinda too like absolutely
0: absolutely they've absolutely. done
2: surgery or but you know a lot of tests. these cases and I haven't read the book so shame on me but a lot of these cases his, one of okay, his okay big...
1: shut it down <laughs> Riley stop recording
2: pack <laughs> up these mics I've listened to his conferences and stuff but you know Oh, part of his big thing was, was there's no physical indications oh, of, yeah. of an entry wound yeah. or like you know and actually one of the ones that were watermelon seeds he said they all have the same kind of scoop scar like a Weird. can yeah have scoop, scoop I've scar. Seen that yeah and with it then then they found the watermelon seed one which is biological in nature and if you look into popular science and what we're doing with nanotechnology and fibrous materials it, it, it'll blow your mind so Dave bottom line what do you think this is? I'm going with the tracking theory I think it's
0: either uh they're tracking who they've abducted and had operations on, or they um, maybe it was a bad alien doctor and he accidentally left some of his equipment inside the person, <laughs> right? Kind of what we happens sometimes. We malpractice. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's not. I've never heard that. That's not bad. Um, yeah, I would. agree. They can get
0: all the way across time and space. And
2: maybe the reason there are no no um,
0: marks except for the scoop on some. Um, yeah. Maybe, I mean, when I picture people being abducted i picture um weird like alien instruments coming in through the nose well yeah. that we've like already made so many
1: strides in uh non-invasive surgical i mean people get whole surgeries done using fiber optics yeah. through their nose and it's ears incredible so and uh, i have a friend whose dad uh actually pioneered a lot of this technology as a surgeon
0: and Was so he a gray alien
1: he w- now that you mention it, he had some big <laughs> yeah, almond eyes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> almond-shaped eyes. Oh, man.
1: But uh, so there, there's, I mean, that that's very, very possible. They don't have to necessarily make an incision to get, no. to, and, to get in there. And listen, Mike, wouldn't. I so
2: appreciate you playing the skeptic because this stuff needs it. And listen, Dave, I think I would have to tend to agree with you. I think these are physical items left in people that might not be of... Uh, a terrestrial origin, but I don't know what that means. I don't know how much of a part we play into what's happening around us. Um, I'm not sure.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. In the sixth grade, Dave and I took uh, a lid to a silver bowl that my mother had out on display
0: on her and, dining room table,
1: <laughs> and then we took it outside and threw it in the air and took photos of it, and and then. Printed the photos and took them on the school bus and told everyone that UFO flew over our house. So that that will put up too. This was before digital cameras. So you gotta watch really good. You gotta (laughs) watch. These look
0: as good as any of Billy Myers
2: stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So you gotta always
1: watch out for the
2: hoaxes. Okay. When we come back, we're gonna have our collector's corner. I can't wait. Hey guys, Bryce Johnson here. Each week, we post exclusive photos with our guests and great visual aids on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and on Facebook and Twitter at Bigfoot underscore C-Club. Check them out. You don't want to miss them. Thanks for listening.
1: What a couple little shits we were
2: just perpetuating
1: alien hoaxes in our cozy (laughs) suburb of of Overland Park, Kansas.
2: Well, I wanted to jump in. You said throwing metallic stuff up in the air. Part of what blew me away in that New York Times article was a Senate majority uh, leader at the time, Harry Reid, said, we've got some amazing new stuff, Can um, some new metal allergies that we've retrieved from, and this says it in black and white ink, that we've retrieved from unidentified aerial phenomena, Amazing. metal alloys. May we please get double money? And they turned him down. But listen, let me tell you something. Robert Bigelow, the guys who who kind of handling all this stuff and all that goes to NIDs, the, the National Institute of Discovery Sciences. Who
1: you brought up isn't NIDs? What you brought up in yeah, the Skywalker yes, Ranch yes, stuff? Yes, that's all? The,
2: yes, that's all in this story. There's yeah. there's a there's a guy from that. the Department of Defense who wanted to go to his ranch now um, what I was gonna
1: Bigelow's the guy who bought Skywalker yes, and right and I want
2: to say that 22 22- guys 22- how 12- crazy is that
1: Skywalker Ranch yeah, wait but- <laughs>
2: Skinwalker I got Star Wars on the brain right totally hey but is I'll- Robert
1: Pattinson <laughs> stopping by
2: anytime soon <laughs> I just want to, you know, twenty-two million dollars is paltry to a to a rogue billionaire who uh, who has his own. Lab Go in listen space. to
1: our Skinwalker Ranch episode. I think it's uh, episode three with yeah. Mary Holland. Yeah, we talk about this guy Bigelow. And he shows
2: up in this. He's all over
1: this article. Yeah,
2: a lot of uncovering a lot of new fun stuff for myself here. It's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Did you collectors. have a point to make? No. Okay.
1: I, I thought used, I threw you off the track that time, Dave. Um, what do you collect?
0: Uh, I've been a collector since a very young age. Of um, First started with action figures. This is why Dave not only and I got into paranormal stuff <laughs> together, we also became nerds together. Yep. Uh, first started with He-Man, of course, Masters of the Universe. Oh, man. Had to have my mom buy me, like every one of those figures. And soon that moved to G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Had a huge G.I. Joe collection. Had the uh, aircraft carrier in my bedroom. It was bigger than my bed as a child. The elusive
2: aircraft carrier. I got it later. I got it at a garage
0: sale. That's amazing. But, um, had a ton of GI Joes and then, uh, comic books collected comic books. Um, have a huge comic book collection but I also collect um, anything. Oh, dude! Don't forget your garbage pail kids. Uh, garbage oh, pail. Wow. Kids. This kid had
2: them all. Did you keep them in like a binder, like the Turner? Did you stick them? I didn't. I would always them keep in them in top a drawer. stack. Oh yeah. You kept them
0: in your sock drawer in a I, long
2: like, stack. I like rubber banded them in a stack. Oh, I didn't really it. even keep them. I got those, nice. a couple of those for my kids. Actually, the garbage pail. They're back. Yeah, they came back out. out. So, yeah. yeah, awesome um and we it, collected the same stuff man i i i almost brought my i took that you would love my attic box of toys i almost brought my old he-man stuff but i i threw it down for my for my son every now and then i'll make an attic drop and it's just like a ziploc <laughs> bag that falls from the attic and he's like holy shit he-man skeletor shira what? and i'm just like yep <laughs> you know but, oh man
0: um and yeah i i collect paranormal stuff too i have a have a little um what did you bring you know, for us today, Paranormal David? collection. I'm yeah, starting. today's the first you, time one of something? our guests
2: brought something.
0: I did. I uh, I have a lot of Bigfoot stuff. I have I brought a Bigfoot <laughs> right figurine. Place. Holy cow, I from, saw. This is from Willow Creek, or at least um, outside of Willow Creek. Wow. From one of those Bigfoot shops.
1: He looks like Chaka from Land of the Lost. He, does.
2: <laughs> he really does. This is amazing. So there's like a four-inch little um, statuette on a on a wooden pedestal that says Bigfoot. It's, so, it's kind of like the one Bryce has, but it's... Um, why'd they space the spelling of Bigfoot, it's one word. This isn't a- <laughs> when it first, when, uh, they first came
0: out with his name, it was separated. Mm-hmm. And then a newspaper guy said,
2: Ah, it looks better if you smush them
0: together and you make it a lowercase f. Well, there's so a, it was a newspaper guy that is beautiful. So,
2: wow, I love that part of the story. That's the first amazing.
0: original drawings of Bigfoot, he looked kind of just like a uh, Popeye or a goofy cartoon yeah. uh, human, but with just giant feet. He wasn't a furry creature. So Sasquatch was an entirely separate. Character than Bigfoot Yeah And then uh, people came along And kind of combined The legends Yeah Mm Mm-hmm but yeah, I have a lot of Bigfoot stuff. I um, have Loch Ness stuff. I, I have a huge collection of paranormal books and Bigfoot books. And
2: Well, it has uh, been an honor to have you here today. I know uh, Michael always talks about you. I feel like I'm sitting in your seat sometimes. Uh, but it's uh, definitely uh, an honor and a privilege. I,
1: uh, before we have to go, or uh, I have something uh, for you guys as well that I brought. Oh, really? I did. Now, guys, in the spirit of the season... I brought Bryce and Riley some Christmas presents oh, here.
2: Sh- oh, snap. So
1: pass this around, Dave. This goes to Riley. Oh, man. This goes to Bryce. Yes. Oh, wow. And Dave, not to leave you out, I also brought you something. <laughs> oh, wow. sp- Dave, why don't you tell everybody at home
0: what that is? It is a poster of the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. This a bizarre tourism department. Explore time and space. Sale Nature's Wormhole. This oh, that is, uh, is so cool. and this is
1: all by Tyson from Main Voyage Clothing Co. Who did the patch on our logo? Oh my God! We went out to Claremont, California yesterday. They had he was part of an art sale there. And Dave, I also got this for you because I knew you were looking at it. Oh,
0: nice! It's another patch. <laughs> Look at that! Cryptozoology Tracking Society. The fur-bearing trout, and you can actually touch it's it, a it's trout with furry. a fu- with fuzzy white fur yeah. on it. Oh, that's
1: and so that's a great. peel away, Dave. It's a stick. It's more of a sticker. Don't. Iron it on oh, because you'll melt nice. the first. Okay.
2: So. You put that on your UFO. Yeah. Thank uh, you. And
1: then, uh, so, uh, uh, Bryce and what? Riley, open up your. Yeah, pass your that to Mike. Guys. Mike, I got to oh, something. Oh,
2: well, that's very sweet. <laughs> now, Dave, last minute I knew you were coming. I didn't have anything. Wait, for you, open oh, up your nice. present. Oh, I will. Okay. But do I'm it right now. Something. Yes, where is it?
1: I handed it to you. All right,
2: here, here I go. I'm opening. This is also from Maiden Voyage. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That's awesome. Oh, dude. Got a Mothman shirt? I love it! Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, that's great! It's your oh Moth, glow in the dark Mothman t-shirt too. Oh, yeah,
1: dope,
0: wicked. In the shape of the classic Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. Batman style. And then style. Uh, there
1: should be something else, a little something else in there. Look around okay. in the bags. There's something oh, else for you there. that's Great. <laughs>
2: Oh, I got a bumper sticker. I break with my big foot for cryptids. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's going on in my car? Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Well, speaking of Maiden Voyage, maybe pop that thing oh, up. Oh, right
1: on. Oh, dude, if this is what I think it is, I may have almost gotten this for you yesterday. I recognize the size of the box.
2: Great minds think alike, you know. And Riley, you can open that one that I got you. And Dave... All I got you was a lame headshot. <laughs> but I wanted to get you something and not empty-handed, so oh, wow. Thanks, I signed man. it. Dave, I want I want you to believe. Oh, nice. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's my go-to. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding an enormous, beautifully wrapped gift right now. I'm, yeah, I'm, oh, uh, and I forgot about it. I have away. Yeti oh, on yeah. my uh, wrapping paper. Yeah, so, yeah, Riley's got a big oh, gift. Mike dude, got I was
1: a, looking at these. Oh, good. I decided to go with t-shirts for you guys. This is the
2: Maiden Voyage uh, UFO abduction. UFO pin. Oh, that's pin. awesome. I love this. Did you order this? Online? I did. Yeah, awesome. so I mean, this, this is thank a you. Yes, uh, my gift to you, man. Thank you for bringing oh, this dude. into my life.
1: <laughs> I love this. Merry Christmas. Hey,
2: Merry Christmas to you, man. This has been so Everyone fun.
1: describe what the little Oh pin yeah, is. so the pin is it's this
2: uh yeah, we'll pewter put a picture or on silver it.
1: pin. It's of a it's three dimensional of a UFO beaming a little man that you can slide up and yeah, down all the way slides right up into the UFO into the flying saucer it's super yeah. 50s. We'll take we'll take uh, photos of all these yeah. gifts. And now Riley's O'Reilly's digging is- into his
2: Oh no! You don't have Box. to open that. That's it. what it is. <laughs> it's a it's a Riley Brace Studio sandbag, and there's wait, look, flip it around. Six more of those in my car. <laughs> oh well, look at that. So you got yeah. you a bunch of sandbags oh, a, for your mic stands. The, the mic stands fall yeah. over a lot. for the listeners. <laughs> 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 oh. it's, a, so it's a suggestive. No, no, I think it. And they work for floods too. I know you're here in the <laughs> like, canyons. It's like when and, your aunt gives you a toiletry gift. <laughs> 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 it's just thinking, uh, maybe you want that. Yeah. Oh no! Uh, no I'm well, oh uh, that's guys, great, man. I'm glad. This
1: has been a wonderful holiday. Thank you so much for uh, spending the year or the past few months that is 2017 for the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Uh, On Friday, we are going to have our first Listener Files episode, so you get a bonus episode at the end of this week.
0: Before we go, Dave, where can people find you? I am on Instagram at WDaveKeith. And I have a podcast called Taco the Town. If you are interested in taco places in Kansas City, I know Kansas City is famous for its barbecue, but I'm trying to make... Kansas City famous for its tacos. Also, just on, if yeah. you
1: like tacos, listen to it.
0: Uh, uh, and we I'm talk in the, I'm a lot of tacos. We go in-depth on tacos. <laughs> and I'm in the first episode. Yeah, Michael's the guest on the first episode. And, uh, so
1: check it out. It's very fun. It's on iTunes every week. and everywhere Perfect. else you can find You don't podcasts. have to be in KC to appreciate it. It's oh, a very nice. fun show.
2: I love a taco, so I'm, I'm your man. Yeah. Um, uh, Bryce, anything to plug? Yeah, totally. Follow us on social media because it plays a nice little fun part with the show. We post a lot of pictures and interesting things that we do a With our episode. So you can find us on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and we're on Twitter at Bigfoot underscore C Club and we're also on Facebook at Bigfoot Collectors Club.
1: Yeah, and if you're listening, if you found the show because you're a crazy ex girlfriend fan, uh, next month is going to be all for you guys as well as the paranormal community. So please share that with all of your friends and uh, on social media. Uh, Thank you so much to Riley Bray. Always uh, Merry Christmas, Riley. Merry Christmas, Riley. Merry Christmas, you guys. And uh, as always, our music is from the song Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you on Friday for a bonus episode. See you there. Happy New Year, everybody. Yep. Happy New Year. Happy Happy Holidays. Dave, do do a Santa Bigfoot.
2: Come on! That was it. We'll, we'll oh,
1: Bigfoot Christmas. Ah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>